Welcome, friends. With the most exquisite divine timing, you have found a journey of two women, one mystic and one yogi, on a path of self-discovery, sharing magical stories and manifesting our dreams into reality. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this is For the Love of Two Hippies. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive right in. friends and welcome back to another episode of for the love of two hippies two hippies you are back with <laughs> katie and sarah and if you listen to the last episode you know that we are going to start every episode with an affirmation of the day or of the episode so whenever you're listening to this hopefully the affirmation finds you in a good place and Sarah's going to share that affirmation with us. Okay, so the affirmation today is what's meant for me will not miss me. Yeah, so I loved this affirmation today. I actually heard this affirmation in an affirmation group on Clubhouse, which I just joined. I'm learning all of the new things that are on there, and Sarah's kind of helping me explore that a little bit. Um but it was it was a fun group because it was uplifting and a lot of um, the people shared how they were feeling about what they wanted, the feeling that they wanted to feel at the end of the day. And so, yeah, that's that's what I was going to mention, too. That was a really awesome way to I've never heard that before. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's I, I get it. Starting your day with affirmations. I do it every morning, but how it it really sets a standard for your mood for the day. And then if you reevaluate, like when we do our magic and gratitude process or practice and you at the end of the day kind of reflect, if you remember that intention and like, did I end the day like this? How did that intention impact me? I just thought that was, that really caught me too. I was like, wow, I, I really like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think Sarah and I right now are in a group where we're reading the book, the magic. Um, and so at the end of the day, we grab our magic rock and we put it in our hand and we say exactly what we were grateful for that happened during that day. And so I just think beginning the day with some gratitude and ending the day with gratitude helps to set everything in our soul path in motion. Yeah, and for sure. And I... I also feel like it reduces the amount of fear that I have in my day, which is what our topic is about today. Yeah. We were going to go into a little bit more of our story, but we didn't want to quote unquote trauma dump the, the second episode. So we wanted to keep it more light and hopeful and how things have positively impacted us so that it will help you, not just like, woe is me, listen to my story. Everyone has a story. Everyone's been through stuff. And that's not what we're here to do. We're just here to give you hope and help and whatever we say hopefully can help heal you in whatever way that you need right now. So Yeah. And so a fear for me personally, I think Sarah's kind of helped to push me out of that place, out of that mindset, the fear mindset of wondering first what other people are going to think about me because 
that has always been my fear. I'm afraid to put myself online. I'm afraid to put myself out there. I'm afraid to do lives in my groups. I'm afraid to, I, I'm afraid of what other people are going to think about me because quite frankly, I'm a Capricorn. I'm very introverted. I'm a little weird, but weird is a good thing, right? We're all weird in a good way. <laughs> That's right. We're all a little weird. And so um, an acronym, actually, I think it's a fairly common acronym for weird, but something I share with my kids is weird. You are wonderful, exciting, interesting, real, and different. And all of those things have value. And all of those things make you an incredible soul that we want to know. So yeah. And it, it, it makes weird, like positive, exactly. like, Oh, thank you. You think I'm weird. Wow. I'm unique. Exactly. Like I stand out from the group and that's an amazing feeling once you kind of get there and you're like, yeah, like I feel at home in this weirdness and I'm happy to share it with everyone. Right. So weird is a good thing, right? So today we wanted to talk about fear, how that manifests in our bodies. Um, and then a little bit of how to reframe that or, kind of get out of that fear mindset. So with the affirmation of what's meant for me will not miss me, that means we're not going to miss opportunities because if it was meant for us, it's going to be there. And it might not come in your time frame. It might not be there when you exactly want it to be there, but it will be there if it's meant for you. And that's a divine lesson for anything. With money, if you're trying to manifest money, if you're trying to manifest a soulmate, if you're trying to manifest a relationship, a new job, it's not up to necessarily your time. It's all in divine time for whatever reason. So if you just relinquish that control and give it to source, your guides, um, whoever you follow, the divine, and just kind of relax. Like for me, this affirmation lets me just set back, relax, just keep on my plan and don't let fear ruin that plan. And I'm a big self-sabotager. So, and it's all based on fear and I limit myself because of that. Yeah. So, um, in yoga, obviously we kind of put a lot of emphasis on being completely mindful and being in the present moment. And so a lot of that is whenever we are feeling a feeling like fear is where do we feel that in our body? So in our yoga wheel or not yoga wheel in our feelings wheel that Sarah and I were researching yesterday, the specific feelings that were associated with fear were things like embarrassment, feeling unwanted, inferior, insecure, which is a big one for me because I follow people online that inspire me and that I feel like are doing so much more than what I am doing. And so a lot of times I will feel inferior or insecure about what I am doing and wondering if it is enough. And so um, anxious and scared is, is are the other two really feelings that go along with fear. And so where I personally feel fear in my body is in my stomach. So if you kind of just take a moment when you're feeling that feeling kind of come into your own body and realize, you know, are my palms sweaty? Am am I clenching in my jaw? Am I furrowing in my brow? Um, um, So personally for me, I feel it in my chest and in my stomach. And Sarah, I think. Yeah, I would definitely say 
especially in high school, like, you know, the butterflies in your tummy, mm-hmm. um, you're just that insecurity section of your body and your solar plexus. And for me, it's that. And I also get really not hypersensitive, but my body just feels really emotional and heavy. And I would, when I was nervous for a track or if I get really anxious, it feels like my body is just so weak and I have no energy. And so I was just like, I wish I could just release this because I feel like it's just bogging my body down. And now in other situations, my I can tell when I'm upset or ready for, or something's like really, really affecting me because my hands will get heavy and they'll start to like almost buzz and hurt and ache. And that's when it's so weird. It it always happens in the weirdest moments, but I know that that means that there's change coming and I need to really focus on this because it's really affecting me in a certain way. It's like my body's way of telling me. So those are all pretty, the hand thing is pretty weird. (laughs) And I can tell when I'm like very, very upset, my hands are so weak and they just buzz and hurt and ache. It's super odd. Yeah, I mean, but you're, I mean, you're remaining mindful and present of where it is in your body. And I think that's important to number one, first address it and figure out why. And then secondly, reframe it because reframing was a really interesting concept to me when we first started, because when we first started kind of getting together, Sarah introduced me to the subconscious mastery podcast. And he was really the first person, Thomas, to introduce reframing. Um, And so when I first started to get those negative thoughts and those negative feelings, just reframing, you know, how it would benefit me to actually do it rather than how it would hurt me to not do it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And same with me. My, uh, my boyfriend battled with a pretty deep depressive state and he started reading all these books a lot of like almost identical books that Thomas talks about and refers to in his podcast and if you want to look it up it's Thomas Miller and subconscious mind mastery podcast um it's a great one we can put a link in the bio um of this podcast and then I help admin for that Facebook group so I would love to see you there until we eventually maybe get our own Facebook group for this but separately my boyfriend was always um, saying, don't say that to me that way. And it, for me, it was just like, I care about you. I hope everything goes well today. Um, I hope you're okay. I hope you're safe today. And at the beginning, I had absolutely no clue what he was talking about, but he would get very upset. He said, don't put those negative thoughts in my head. And he was creating these boundaries. And I just kept telling him, like, I care about you. I'm trying to tell you that I care about you. And he's like, don't show me that in that way. You have to reframe it. Just say, have a great day. Don't put the negative emphasis on. If you say, have a great day versus, I hope you're safe today and nothing happens to you. That automatically puts that in your head of, oh. There's danger. There's danger. Is something going to happen today? Yeah. Or just like the magical thing of, Telling a child, hey, stop running, you're going to fall. And then what's the next thing the child does? They fall. They always fall. Well, that's because you <laughs> that's because you put that thought in their head yeah. of like, oh, shoot, I better not fall. And then that's all they're thinking about. Or, ooh, don't trip. And then next thing you do, you trip and you fall on your face in the middle of work. Like, right. <laughs> it's just you put that thing in the front of your mind. And so when I started listening to Thomas's podcast, I was like, whoa, 
that's what he's talking about. That's what my boyfriend was doing. And he was setting those boundaries and expectations of do not bring any negative fear talk into my head because I am healing. I don't need that. It's strictly positivity. And I'm only, this is the plane that I'm going to live in. And if you want to join me, great. If not, that's your life. And it's, I'm a very dramatic person, which I say all the time, and I'm very emotional. So when I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm overly positive because I have to set the standard for myself. It's not that I think that life is just all sunshines and rainbows, but when someone comes to me with a, with a, with a trauma or the trigger, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to reset this for them to help their thinking. They can take it or not, but I'm going to reset it because I hope that they can come to me and do the same. So if you're having an issue with your family or your brother or your sibling or your spouse and they just aren't understanding me, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're bringing me down. It's like, okay, well, let's step back and reframe the thinking about what they're going through and make it less about you in this moment and just kind of think about them, reset your thought and take it to a different level where you, I kind of consider it like looking outside of yourself and bringing it back in. So it's not your issue. It's someone's issue. And if you were giving advice without an emotional attachment, what would you say? And sometimes it's kind of harsh and I am a firm believer of tough love. I'm getting better about taking or receiving tough love myself. I can give it pretty well, but just reframing it to where yeah, I want to gift you with this thought of a, a better positive outlook of it, and you can take it or leave it, but this is how you should reset it, and it'll help you heal and help you move forward. Um, another topic, but for another time, I guess, but people like staying in a negative state because most of their life, they probably got attention that way, mm -hmm. and so they like being in that state of drama. And if they don't have drama, they have nothing because they don't have someone to gossip to and they don't have someone to complain about. But when you remove that from your life, it's crazy, which Katie and I were just talking about this. It's really hard for me to have an inauthentic conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. And it's all because I've reframed everything for the yeah, past. Small talk is hard now. That small talk. Of, yeah. You know, we want we want the we want depth. We want the depth. We want, and obviously not every moment you're going to have an in-depth conversation right. with someone. But now picking up, once you start reframing it consistently, you're like, oh, wow. Like, ooh, they should they should really think about it this way. But I, I don't necessarily want to push that on them because. Mm -hmm. And we all have to come to it in our own time. It. Yeah, we all have, for sure. We all have to develop and, and get out of that scarcity mindset or fear-based mindset that we all kind of gravitate to just because you know our past and our yeah and that's where our ego wants us to stay yeah in that state of fear and scarcity scarcity is a big one and it could honestly be its own topic because it manifests in so sure many different topic. yeah yeah it manifests in so many different ways that mindset and what's crazy about the scarcity mindset is you don't think you're in it yeah. Like you don't know that you're in it. Right. Until you start reframing and, oh, wow, that's, that's actually, a, that's, a, that's a fear. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm just real. Yeah. 
this is this is how I am. This is what I do. This is just the truth. I've been burned so many times. How can you not think that that's that's the logistics of what's going to happen? I've known. Yeah. I've, I do that all the time. But it's like, well, have you also been manifesting that attitude and like manifesting those negative trends over and over and over because you're keeping yourself in that state where you're not resetting your mental pattern, like your mental patterning? Yeah. Yeah. So I think reframing could actually be a whole nother, <laughs> a whole other, you know, thing. Obviously, I like could. talking. So <laughs> <laughs> we like to reframe. I, you know, when I did my, uh, my last virtual retreat, reframing was an entire week's topic because we spent yeah. so much time, you know, when, when we set those new year's resolutions, we say, I'm going to go to the gym six times a week or five times a week, you know? And so we've already kind of set ourselves up for failure because we're looking at it and going, if I don't hit that goal of going to the gym five days a week, I've already failed. And that's, yeah. you know, and so I think reframing, I'm going to feed my body the things that nourish it. I'm going to do things for my body that are healthy. And that way, when we do have those moments of we don't have, you know, we have a piece of cake or whatever, that's fine. Right? Like, it's totally okay to treat yourself. And it's totally okay to miss a day at the gym you know, you'll get there, you'll go back. It's not a big deal. Love yourself for where you are right now and enjoy the process because that's, we have our whole lives to go through this process. And so I think we need to enjoy every little bit and celebrate every single win that we have. Yeah. So reframing those negative thoughts and reframing the, the cake is bad or reframe, you know, reframing all of it is so yeah. important. Yeah. And I think, exactly what you just said is another way fear manifests for me which is through guilt mm -hmm. and guilt's weird because it doesn't only like it doesn't really seem like a feeling of fear but it's missed opportunities or well I should have been doing this or with me guilt is well, I should be working out and I'm not at the gym. So now I'm stressed. And for me, I, in turn, instead of just having a min like a positive mental, like, okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Just go tomorrow. Right. Or why don't you do 20 pushups or why don't you do a yoga class? And so that's mindfulness and a workout. But for me, <laughs> I completely just shut down and I, once again, ignore it and avoid it. And, and then it's three months from now and then it's that cut that it just keeps building and building and building and it's just well you didn't go yesterday well why don't you want to go today mm, I don't know I don't I just don't want to I don't feel like it I missed the other day I'm never going to reach my goals and then you start spiraling 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 and so definitely for it's not necessarily it doesn't feel like a fear but it is because ultimately it's a fear of for me not reaching my goal yeah and but I would turn for you. Yeah. What's meant you. for me will not miss you. It'll come back around. Is, yeah. And it's all, I'm just limiting myself. That's what it is yeah. always is. And and that's the, the crazy thing now is I can see that I'm limiting myself. Like once again, I step out of my body and I'm like, Sarah, just go to the gym. Just walk around. Just go, go on a walk, go outside. It's not that hard. Yeah. And I, I don't have kids. I don't work full. I, I mean, I work full time, but not really. I work 20 hours a week. And then, <laughs> and then I do she my does jewelry. 80,000 other different yeah, things. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a little, I like doing weird. I'm a Renaissance <laughs> woman. Okay. I do all the things of random, randomness. 
but um, I, I, I see these moms and they work full time and they have three kids and I'm just like, how can they do it? And I can't do it. It's like, well, you're just physically making the choice not to do it. So that's something I'm currently working on, obviously. And you just, it's a constant battle that you have to limit your fears from taking over your life. And that's, that's the one thing I still haven't mastered. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing we can take away from that is to identify the fear and then challenge it. Right. So get out there and just do it, you know, go live if that's what you need to do, you know, take a walk around the block to reset. Um, A way that we reset here at my house is we turn on music really, really, really loud. And then we just start moving our body in the most intuitive ways. And my daughter and son and I during the day, because my husband works, you know, all day long. So our house is just, we're always moving. Yeah. Dance party. Lots of dance parties. Lots of music. Lots of, I don't know if y'all ever listen to Dirty Heads, but they're our favorite here. And so. (laughs) I I honestly don't know who that is. (laughs) All right. Well, when we get done here, you got to go look them up because they're good. Um, So dancing, movement, all of those things kind of help us to get out of the fear mindset. Meditation. Yoga. um, That's my biggest one, probably, which yeah. You know, because, you know, I'm a yoga teacher and that's kind of where I find my reprieve. So, um, and then, you know, just tuning into your senses, you know, when you're having that moment of fear, maybe take a moment and just notice everything around you. You know, what do your eyes see? What does your body feel? Um, what do you smell? What do you taste what do you because like you know you said it's weird that your hands start tingling but that's how it manifests for you and I think it's going to manifest differently for all of us so yeah and I was kind of stressed at work last week it was weird I think the full moon set in early last week and it was just crazy but um I work at a brewery a small brewery in Kansas City and I was resetting the sink and the water was just running. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick my hand under this water. And I just stuck my hand under the water and it was cold. And I just let myself, Thomas talks about just observing. Yeah. Just observe it. Just sit and just be quiet and just think about, or I've also heard it as enjoying things like a childhood. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the, and the, that's part of the magic the amazing, too. Yeah. And oh, duh, that's where I got it. Yeah. Like, see something as a child sees it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're stressed, like look at, um, a plant or look at a color or look like even just the water. I could not believe if I wasn't in the middle of work, I would have stopped and like recorded this on something because it was so, it was such a little task or like a little thing that I did, but my body just felt rejuvenated. And I, and it was just this cold water. And I just sat there and was like, how, what, how does this feel? Like, how does this make me feel? And it, it felt like all the work, which I'm also all water signs. So yeah, I connect with water a lot to reset. So this could be earthing for you. Just sit outside and put your feet in the dirt and just, just like feel it or, or bathe in the sun. That's what I did this morning. Or sometimes when I'm just kind of stressed and the sun's beaming in, in my car, I'm like, okay, my guides are telling me to enjoy this moment. So I just kind of sit back and think like, wow, like this feels amazing. The warmth, the strength, 
um, of the sun. So different ways like that where you can separate from your body and connect or separate from the fear in your mind and connect more to real things yeah. and resetting. Yeah, because your emotions are simply emotion. Your energy is in motion. And so we have to find yeah. a way to kind of release that. And I know we've talked about this before, but maybe even just getting in the shower and letting the shower hit you and then just visualizing that water rinsing away from head to toe that fear or whatever that yeah. energy, that emotion that you need to release, allowing that to just go. And I think we can do that with a lot of different things. Reframing, obviously, like we've talked about, tuning into our senses, meditation, yoga, um, practicing gratitude every morning, every evening, maybe taking little breaks here and there throughout the day, and, you know, grabbing your little I'm holding it in my hand right now. You can't tell, but grabbing your little magic rock, <laughs> magic rock and holding it in your hand and saying, this is what I'm gra grateful for today. Uh, several times a day, you know, even carrying it in your purse or in your pocket or, you know, something like that. It's a practice that my kids do as well every morning and every evening holding that rock in your hand. And I think it's really kind of a therapeutic technique. I had another friend I was talking to about it. And she said when she was in therapy, that the, the, therapist told her it was a worry rock and so she would hold the yeah. worry rock in her hand and you know just put the put the worries into it or you know and then say so you're releasing it you're giving it to something else I think and so you know I think that works for a lot of different things yeah and even with the worry rock you're still setting that intention that there's something bad when you're using it mm -hmm. You know, so even if you change it to your happy rock or your magic rock, yeah. you're sending gratitude and love. So when I send my blessings in the morning or at night, I hold my, my magic rock because to me, I'm putting that power and I have the power and strength when I have it. Yeah. So I've always had a worry rock. I've always had a worry stone or something in my hand. But in just like that, you are gifting those worries away from you. So you're, I mean, you're kind of taking it away from yourself. But if you can also reset it to where it's something positive and you're thinking about positive things and not just reiterating that thing that you're worrying about. That's also another state yeah. of reframing. But So let's, um, let's just kind of end it today with saying if you all feel called, go ahead and find yourself a, you know, a smooth rock, one that fits in your hand, one that you can hold in the morning and at night or, you know, start small, start in the morning or just at night, whatever works for you yeah. for, for right now. But you know, if you feel called, go and find one, you know, my kids found theirs in our little tiny downtown area. We live in a really small town. So they found theirs downtown and we brought it home. My daughter painted hers and, you know, so find a rock and then use it to practice some gratitude, to release some fear, to say the things that you're grateful for. Because I think being grateful and expressing our gratitude helps us to release all of those negative emotions because we're all going to feel them. We're not, we're not preaching toxic positivity here. We know that we all have yeah. these emotions that are going to happen, our energy in motion, right? So um, I think today, if you feel called, go and find yourself a magic rock. Go and find something that will help you to release and express. And um, what's meant for you will not miss you. Yeah. <laughs> Just relax. Breathe through it. Yeah. So All right. thanks for joining Yay. us today. And <laughs> if 
you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at For the Love of Two Hippies, the number two, and let us know what you think. Send us a picture of your rock, and then, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, then let us know. I would fangirl all of you. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah. they're sending us stuff. I know exactly. <laughs> Send us a picture of the rock. Let us know how you're doing, and then thanks for listening, my friends, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank you.